Find Simon Constable and Cody Willard on Scudify and on the Scudify apps for iPhone and Android. Get a clue, yo, do I blew your mind from you, you to Soho, Cody Willow, New Mexico, Lobo, Muddy Souls, get around like hobos, yeah, we be tearing it up, you gon' get it, how you giving it up? Welcome back to another episode of Cody and Constable Underground. I am Cody Willard, and I have the one and only Simon Constable with me. Let's jump right in. Simon. Well, welcome in Brooklyn, I'm coming live from Brooklyn. I'm very interested to know what you learned at the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference this week because they've always got a lot of stuff in. And the first thing, I guess, that you would have heard about was the streaming music service. What do you think of that? Uh, What is this, 2005? I mean, they're rolling out a social network around a subscription music service? This is like Microsoft rolling out Zoom in 2005 or something. I mean. This whole WWDC, the Worldwide Developer Conference for Apple this time, just sort of lacked some zing and some excitement. But more to the point, Tim Cook himself, I I, I was quoted earlier saying, is Tim Cook the new Steve Ballmer? Because it sure feels like we're skating to where the puck used to be, not to where it's going. The Apple Watch notwithstanding, which is, again, very cool, and going to be a very big hit product, I believe, over the next two to three years. But I don't know. I mean, music, social networking, and subscription services, and a new uh, operating system for the Mac and stuff, it just sort of seemed like been there, done that. And, and let, let's, let me jump in now. I mean, one of the things that we know about Obama and, and we know about Tim Cook is they're corporate, corporate animals, if you like. And I don't mean that they're animals. I mean, they're, they are, they're creatures of a corporate environment in, in a way that Steve Jobs wasn't, and, and, in, and in some ways a lot of entrepreneurs are just not part of that. And it's very easy to sort of, you know, design by committee. And I remind everybody that a camel is the result of a committee being asked to design a horse. <laughs> and, and that's exactly right. I mean, there is something to the corporate culture versus the entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, it's a big difference, obviously, whether you're talking about Bill Gates handing it off to Microsoft off to Steve Ballmer and then watching the stock flounder for the next 15 years like it did or watching Steve Jobs uh, untimely passing and then having Tim Cook the operate chief operating officer formerly step in as CEO to run the company Apple and Cook is great I mean he's brilliant I I I I'm a fan of Cook I've ne- I never was a fan of Steve Ballmer but Yes, I mean, Cook is obviously more of a manager and a corporate uh, executive than the guy like Steve Jobs and Wozniak were in their garage figuring out how to start something from scratch to change the world over the next 40 years. And and there is the big difference. I think everyone now can see, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, you know, why would I want to listen to music on my computer might have been what people might have said and said, you know, or maybe 15 years ago. That was when other people were seeing that as the the future, the way it could be done. Now it just looks passe. And I'm still scratching my nose over the the Apple Watch, which you think is going to be great. I will say that because my arms are so hairy, that the idea of putting something on it to to rub on my wrist, like the Apple Watch, is just not something I want. If I could wear it on my chest, 
you know, well, like a nurse's watch, then that might be different. But you, right, you or maybe saying. maybe you'll eventually end up with the like the Star Trek Next Generation collar or communication device or something that beeps you in, uh, has some synaptic beeps for you and buzzing to notify you and things going on. But that stuff's coming down the pike too. I, over the next five to ten years, the innovation in tech and smartphones and smartwatches and tablets and the new form factors and virtual reality and all of this stuff is sort of it, the tectonic plates are shifting and aligning here and we're going to have a lot of just even like uh interfaces how how it, holographic interfaces and the ability to just type in the air to get something on your smartphone to come up and uh better voice recognition and, and, and interactivity that stuff's happening going back and to and the topic here though i just got to say let me just finish that Truly, yeah. I hear what you're saying with this Apple and music. It's more like 2003 when I first bought Apple and the iPod and iTunes were being rolled out. That was cool 12 years ago. Apple's yeah, Apple TV has got music. to be a, the next phase for this, for for the subscription kind of concept. If Apple's actually going to revolutionize something, go ahead. Sorry, Simon. Well, well, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think they've, they've got to do something with that. There's such a market there. Um, on onto the uh, the being connected all the time. The Pope. And you may know him, the pontiff, Papi, has come out and, and said things to the effect of being being too too much on your computer all the time, really not not good for you. Is that something you see people, um, you know, struggling with? I, I know I, I walk around sometimes on a Saturday morning trying to clear my head, leave the phone at home, see a lot of people addicted to it. It's Saturday morning, the one time in the week when you're not going to get a call from work, right? And, and and yet you'll see the person reach over first thing Saturday morning and grab their smartphone and check the news and their emails and texts and everything. Yep. I agree with you, Simon. There is, I don't know that I couldn't I call it a concern per se, but I recognize that there is a major cultural shift in um, happening in our lifetimes over the last five to ten years, really, as smartphones even maybe 10 years going back to Blackberries and whatnot, people have become much more connected all the time and um, even addicted to that connection all the time. And I know I struggle with it. I see my wife on Facebook or Pinterest or emails, and I'll be like, hey, let's uh, you know talk and play with the baby. And she'll look over at me, and I'm sitting there with my smartphone open too as I'm saying it. And, you know, it's... We're all we guilty. Are. We're all guilty. We're, all of us do that. I mean, it's 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 so easy to do. I mean, the, the one way I get away from that is to try to grow some plants. I mentioned I have a little garden. Um, you know, the plants are good. It's good to get the hands dirty. You got you that. The... I, I've I've got forty acres, and I'll go out on my tractor and stuff. And the the flip side, though, Simon, is there is benefits to society and me and you individually from being connected all the time, not just ease of convenience and being able to watch Daredevil on any device from wherever on your Netflix subscription, but the ability to learn and research and look up um, the, the owner of American Pharaoh, the Triple Crown winner, and being just disgusted oh, by congratulations and, and whatnot. And, I, you know, yeah. instead of revering some guy that NBC – flashes a couple times during that ep during that triple crown i'm able to learn about where that guy who owns american pharaoh made his money and lots of well, tell stuff us, where did egyptian governor government and quote unquote privatizing their beer the national beer company and that guy making hundreds of millions of dollars from it and then going bankrupt and 
That type of stuff is neat to learn, and I couldn't have done that if I hadn't been able to just Google who that guy was, I just, owner of I American am, Pharaoh, as I'm watching the Triple Crown. And I just learned something because um, I didn't actually watch the Triple Crown. I knew who won, and it certainly didn't do anything. Well, I mean, I learned something on that. Let, let's turn this around to something else that, that happened late last week after we last did the first podcast together, which was uh, Greece basically said uh, nine to the Germans um, and, and the Europeans on paying their debt. But it basically it's the Germans. Uh, although not on a technicality. So th- this this situation had a lot of people rattled. I wrote a column saying, hey, um, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense to be worried. Uh, Greece is less than 2% of the U.S. economy. It's not part of the U.S. economy, but in size terms. It's something you've been saying for a while, and yet every time it happens, we see stocks in Europe and sometimes in the U.S. slide, and we see the media getting in a big busy. Well, you know, part of this is actually all-encompassing for the topics we're having here. The the fact is that all of us being able to worry and look and trade stocks from our smartphones and tablets from anywhere all the time and to be able to learn about Greece and follow what's going on with Greece and and then, you know, actually act on it if you want to, you're able to do that stuff a lot easier these days. And I don't know why anybody in the United States cares is other than as a person in, on this planet and you care about the citizens of Greece and how they are suffering and unemployment is hard, but as far as your own personal portfolio or your own economy in the United States, Greece couldn't be any more irrelevant. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter to anybody in the United States whether Greece makes these payments or doesn't make the payments. or It's all just sort of noise. It does matter for the people in Greece. And it sucks to be a person in Greece, but it, it, but it really, yeah, it really does. And we shouldn't we shouldn't forget that. But from an investing standpoint, no, it's not going to affect you. And our hearts go out to everyone in Greece because it is is a mess over there. It's austerity, uh, like uh, has not been seen outside peacetime. Sorry, outside wartime. I mean, basically in peacetime, we haven't seen it. It's rough, really rough over there. And and and. The the idea that somehow the average guy on the street in Greece has benefited from even before the austerity movement when they were on welfare from the rest of the EU that's that's a fallacy. I mean, it's like in the United majority of welfare and programs from the government all benefit corporations and the very wealthy, and that's the same thing that was happening in Greece. It's the same thing that ha- happens in Germany, and all of that is very difficult for the average person on the street to even get their arms around because they do somewhat even blame themselves. They hear it enough that you guys took and took and took and didn't pay back when in the grand scheme of things, I don't know that the average Joe ever met benefits from government largesse and welfare. It's the corporations and the the elitists that do. I would, I would agree with that on the on the large part. Uh, it, it is the uh, it's the large corporations that do. Can it, I tie all I this think. back together and ask you a question? Have you been following sure, the, this whole FIFA and the soccer corruption and this scandal? This is part of the same topic. That stuff wouldn't have happened if we weren't all connected on social networks and actually learning about how corrupt the FIFA network is. And I'm so excited to see that entire system exploded and taken down and those corrupt guys running that from the bladder to everybody else on down. It's great to see them 
get hit. What do you? What's your take on this whole FIFA thing? And and is this a harbinger for the NFL and the Republican Democrat regime and every other corrupt organization on this planet? Well, I, I think if if anyone's corrupt right now, that's a big mistake for them. They should they shouldn't do that. I think that's uh, really bad. What my first reaction was on this on this the FIFA stuff uh, was that it was very sad because football. Um, British football, soccer, if you like, is a is a beautiful game. It's a game I played in the playground. I played it on the school field. Um, we played it on tennis balls at school, seventh, and, and it's beautiful. Seventh grade, by the way, I, I actually won the state of New Mexico, uh, and I we uh, I scored six goals in the in the championship. I was a good little soccer oh, player. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, I'm well, not that, I'm not afraid you, to brag about it. And, and it, it is a great game, and you know everyone can play it. Uh, you know it, it's a game where you know maybe, maybe it doesn't matter if you're picked last you know, when they're picking the team or picked first. Everyone can have a great time, and for it to be corrupted in this way is absolutely uh, appalling. And hopefully this stops it. Um, you know, money money in games often leads to cor- corruption, and that's very sad. Um, I wonder how long it will be before we get more guys... Olympic stuff. Yeah, exactly. The Olympic Committee, the IOC, I think that's another one that's in big, grave danger. There's a lot of questionable, gray stuff. And if you're in the lobbying industry or you're in the rights to sports marketing industry and these things, if there's any gray area in in who gets the rights and who's selling them and who's being paid along the way, you're going to be in big trouble. I think there's a new movement, and I hope it happens here in the United States, too, that People really go in and dig for the dirt on this stuff. You know, now it's coming out that News Corp and DirecTV and these companies were related to the marketing firms that were selling the rights for these FIFA World Cup championships and whatnot. And let's shine a light on all this stuff. And and the more we punish these people for being corrupt and doing these very blatantly evil things, the better off all of us in society will be over over time, right? Yeah, one thing that really saddens me is that when you go and watch a game, like whether it's the World Cup or the, the NFL or, or some NBA championship, what you want is great sports, right? That's what you want. That's what you're going to see. And you don't, and, and when you're watching that on TV and on the TV rights, somebody's going to have to pay for that because it, it, you know, you put the money up and you make it a good competition. But what you want to see is that. And so when you hear about corruption, um, like the FIFA stuff, which um, you know, we should, we should give everyone the benefit of the doubt. It hasn't been proven yet. It's all allegations, but it doesn't look good. The optics are not good. <laughs> I'm not, but, I, but frankly, what, I wouldn't even give but, them the benefit of the doubt if I were still well, on Fox. Well, we, we, people we, we, are going we, down, man. It is so blatantly corrupt and has been for decades. It's well, unbelievable well, that they thought it would never go away. I mean, of course these people are going to get caught and get slammed at some point. Well, well, the, the real point, though, is that the fans, though, are, are the people who are really being shortchanged here, and I don't think any of us want that. I mean, I think I think sports is a great thing; it can bring the entire world together. And I know that when um, when I was at school, I wasn't the best player, but I, I remember once um, having a, a stint in goal, and I actually saved saved a goal. And I remember the guy who shot the goal coming over to me saying, "Wow, that was great." And that's sportsmanship, right? You know, that's what the in. whole point is, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's, surely, that's what sports is supposed to be about, not corruption, not even millions of dollars. It is supposed to be for fun and whatnot. And I'm a capitalist uh, in concept most of I the time. That and I truly, you. Be- 
Yeah, and I truly believe that, you know, people should pay and and be able to pay and sell their rights to sports events and whatnot. But the way they've been doing this with the behind the scenes and gray areas and pretending they're going to build, that South Africa is going to fund a, some sort of soccer facility in Trinidad, Tobago, and meanwhile the $10 million is actually being siphoned off by the guy who runs the Trinidad, Tobago soccer stuff, it's all just, it's a shame, and that's really, I think, what you're getting at, too, is that money should have built soccer facilities in Trinidad, Tobago. It should be some beautiful facilities that that $10 million from South Africa went to, but instead it went to line pockets for the guys who voted for South Africa to get the 2014 World Cup. Simon, any last thoughts you want to throw out there before we go? Well, I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to say it's nice and warm. I'd like to end on something uh, positive, which is it's nice and warm here in New York. Uh, maybe a little bit too warm for me, but nice and warm. It is no longer freezing uh, and, and um, bone chilling, so that's great. And I'm sure it's very warm where you are, too. Actually, believe it or not, I'm on top of a mountain out here in New Mexico at about 7,500 elevation. The peak itself is 12,000 foot. And the point is, it's just, it's always sort of chilly around here, except when it's extremely hot, or I mean, when it's, ex- you know, when there's some sort of extreme heat phase going on, and then maybe it gets up to 90 around here, and we've had more moisture than we know what to do with. It's beautiful. Oh, that is great. That is great. Well, let's leave on that high note. Thank you very much. It's been fun being here live from Brooklyn. And live from Rudoso, New Mexico, it's Cody and Constable Underground. We'll see you guys next week. Spit a little ditty about how Diddy did it, what he doing to his artists and about the way he living. Take a hit, make a hit, keep a tunnel vision. Sign a deal with the fans, go to music prison. Who will believe you a prophet when you enjoy your music? Sells advertisements and profits. Well, who knew, boo, ho, we get a clue, yo, do I blew your mind from Q, you to Soho, Cody Willow, New Mexico, Lobo, Muddy Souls, get around like hobos, yeah, we be tearing it up, you gon' get it, how you giving it up, you it, why you giving it up, live, 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 why you living it up. See, I thought I was rich, till I got rich, and found out how rich, rich can get. 